1: Welcome to Nebraska Preps Post
0: Game with Damon Benning and Jacob Padilla. Love the voice. Love this time of the year. It's getting kind of hectic. It's ramped up a little. It's another week of NEB Preps. Appreciate you guys' patience. We had a little scheduling snafu yesterday. I was that's not, on me. I was not very clear. Well, I was just getting ready yeah, to go. That's it. on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very clear. I I feel like because sometimes we have to juggle with Nebraska's pressers, and we'd like to go on Mondays, but I wasn't sure if I was c- no. clear with our instructions.
1: Yeah, no, uh, you, you were, and I was planning on being here, and it just didn't didn't got, quite happen. Got, that.
0: got away from you. It was a.
1: I'm, I'm don't just know. I'm just glad you're okay, Jacob. <laughs> yeah,
0: hey. So Shane was pacing. <laughs> he's like, I just yeah. hope he's okay. You know, Shane. Shane the gentle heart. That should have been. That would be your name in battle. You'd be Shane Gentleheart.
1: Shane Gentleheart. Yeah, I like that.
0: Yeah. Some are Braveheart. you will be Gentleheart. Uh, so anyway, man, how was how was the week for you? And it's kind of an exciting time for you because basketball. At the state school is on a roll. Yeah. The other school that you cheer for locally is got a huge one tonight. Looking and, forward to that one. And high school, we're all the way up. We are ramped up. Yeah. Are you – sun's
1: playing a little better. Getting KD. Uh, <laughs> KD should be in the lineup on Thursday. Yeah, so look, KD's, you're already
0: chopping at yeah. the bit.
1: That's <laughs> yeah, a very, very good time of year for a basketball fan like me and, uh, man – could not have ended the regular season any better with that Bellevue West Westside game. Just mm-hmm. get pumped up for the postseason coming up because that was a phenomenal game back and forth the entire way. Uh, and credit to Bellevue West uh, finishing off the undefeated regular season if we want to start there.
0: Yeah, we can start right there because that one had me pulling my hair out from start <laughs> to finish. But you Which know, is difficult to
1: do for you. <laughs> right?
0: <at laughs> I'm trying. I'm grabbing as much as I can. And, I, at, you know, a couple points during the game, I had to get up and walk. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to be the guy that says anything out loud, typically. But I did have to get up and walk that one off. It was a very um, exciting, intense game. I was a little disappointed in the crowd
1: size. Yeah, i surprised as well.
0: I don't know if it was the 5 o'clock deal. Now, the electric, it was a great environment, but not i've
1: seen there were a lot better of empty seats i yeah i've well, seen better couple was it a couple years back whatever when that place was uh, Yeah. they had to turn people yeah. away yeah. you had uh like Creighton guys coming showing up like different
0: i just felt like even at the holiday tournament yeah. this year yeah. was was a better crowd and and i think a lot of it is because i think it's a foregone conclusion that west side is going to do some west side things it's a crapshoot. and bellevue west is pretty much unbeatable.
1: Yeah, and obviously the, the the first thing between the two games didn't didn't go super well. And honestly, full disclosure, I was like, I was trying to decide where I wanted to go for that last game. And I'm like, uh, I, I didn't feel great because I didn't, obviously I was at that first WS Westside game. And yeah. I'm like, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll just go. It'd be cool to see them finish, uh, likely finish off the undefeated season. And if if not, then crazy upset. And it got that to write, to write about too. But credit to Westside for pushing Bell West, unlike anybody has this entire season, uh, nobody's even come close to doing what Westside did this year. Uh, I think Gretna was the closest, 11 point win, and that was uh, that was close going in the fourth quarter, and then a 14 to 4 run. Nor North, North uh, the night before, had it. They were up 18 to 10 at the first, had it tied at 40 going in the fourth, and then Bell West outscores them by 20 in the fourth quarter, 29 to 9. I think it was 13 0 to start. So the, the most impressive part of what I saw from Westside was they did not let Bellevue West make any decisive run. They answered every single Bellevue West there run was only with one of their own.
0: There was only one, and it was at the end of the second quarter going into the half where they went from down two, three, to up uh, five at the half.
1: Yeah. yeah it was, it was
0: uh, 25-22. And you kind of felt good if you're West Side, and all of a sudden you go down wow. forty, thirty-four, twenty-nine.
1: Yeah, it was 29 uh, twenty-nine, twenty-five actually, and then they hit the nine-zero run yeah. to, to go up. Uh, 30. That was even worse, yeah, because yeah. one was a
0: seven-run. That one was nine. Yeah, nine-zero uh, yeah,
1: run. Three threes, and then West Side turned it over like the last three or four possessions, and that was after Caleb picked up his second foul because right in the middle of West Side making their run to take that lead. Picked up a, or the third foul. Third, third foul. I mean, yeah. uh, had to sit down. Then West, West, Bevvy West uh, just hit him again. Three straight threes to end the half. But credit again. Even that coming out of halftime, uh, West side stabilized. Yeah. Tate t- 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 t-
0: t- hit a big three, and it kind of got a little bit of momentum. And going. even
1: with Caleb picked up his fourth foul, 90 seconds in. That one was not smart. That was an easy call. Like some of the others are questionable. Yeah. He's got to be better than that in that situation, knowing yeah. what he had. But, yeah. So uh, then he
0: sits six minutes. Yeah. Seven because he didn't come back until the, the a minute yeah. into the fourth quarter. And they find a way to stay in it. Stay in the game. And then the end of that game was fantastic. <sighs> uh, I felt like there's a lot of clutch basketball yes. being played. I, I felt like, forth. you know, Josiah's step back was
1: huge. Well, and that's the thing about Bellevue West. Westside – Defended Jaden Jackson and Josiah Deltzer it really as, well. As well as you're going to see. Yeah, all game long, and then lost him. Just at the end, J- Josiah hit that step back, and then Josiah set up Jaden for that, that what proved to be the game-winning three. Let, two me two ask, plays let
0: me ask you something, because I felt like in the half court, I like our matchups. Now, he's the best. Josiah's the best player in the state, but I do like the fact that like, I think we could. We have a couple of guys that can stay in front of him at least to make it tough. How would you guard him when he brings the ball up? Because the step back, he brought the ball up the court and he walked into the shot when he has momentum. Because I think he's pretty much unguardable at that point. If you don't break his rhythm as he crosses half court, you're at the mercy of his shot selection, basically. Yeah. That's kind of how I look at it.
1: Is that accurate? I think so, like you you definitely have to make it th- and the, we've talked about before the thing about josiah as talented as he is, occasionally he will try to do too much, and he'll he'll feel like i gotta go make a play, I gotta hit this jumper, and that's kind of when you can suck him into being inefficient and give yourself a chance there and that's a lot of what we saw. the jumper wasn't following he uh missed all his threes um took uh what, seventeen shots eight had, six to seventeen yeah, um eighteen points or whatever it was um but um again stepped up late and made made the two. Heady clutch plays there. The step back three is just a great shot, and then the the read, the delivering on time, hitting Jaden, popping free. You know the beautiful three.
0: thing about that play, he was so patient yes. with how he utilized the ball screen. And of course, I'm I'm talking, they, they, I'm I'm talking to to Caleb in the car about what made that so difficult because you you want to hedge on the ball screen, you don't want him to turn the corner, yes. right? So, but Josiah was so. And it was a little bit of a ghost screen. Yep. And it, it, it froze Caleb. Like, you know, he was just thinking like, ooh, is it going to be the slip? Because remember, a couple of plays earlier, Jaden made a play off the little weave handoff action where he didn't hand it off, he turned the corner. <laughs> so they were cogn and he scored. And they were cognizant of the ability to put it off on the deck off the, the little screen. And just Josiah's ability to read that play was way impressive. And it's like we talked about last week, Jaden Jackson's ability to get a shot off, kind of regardless of what's going on with his lower half, is pretty unbelievable.
1: And he only took four threes in this game. Credit to Westside, did not lose him for most of that game, but just one little mistake, and that's the difference in the game. And case. that that's... may
0: have been his easiest look of the day, <laughs> Yep. to be honest. yeah, He got time to shoot it, and – but it was just so. Cr- I just love. You think big, little in terms of ball screen, two man action. But how about those two with Jackson and Dostler in a two man game?
1: And yeah, and that ghost screen action, like you said, anytime you involve a shooter in a ball screen, it adds another. It's, was, a, it's like, complicated. Yeah, the, the roll to the rim is kind of like a, a, stand, a pretty easy read. Like anytime you got a shooter, you think, all right, that's, you got to worry about both guys immediately. Um, with, with a roller, you can bring help. You can't really bring a help on a guy uh, on a shooter popping out right. out of a ball screen. So um, that's something else to that, that you really have to think about. You got to, again, we saw it with uh, the Eli Gaith game winner against Gretna, where they set the screen with the shooter and forced them to uh, they, they panicked into a switch because yeah. they didn't want to leave Neil Mosser, and then uh, gates got the, the the matchup he wanted and hit the shot. So just uh, re- heady play to run in that situation, especially down one. You didn't need a three, but um, you probably. Uh, but Westside's probably thinking, all right, they're going to go to the rim here. we got to protect the basket because it's only a one-point game. And then they throw it back for the easy um, catch-and-shoot three. So, And even then, there was still time left. Westside had one last possession. And kind of – I don't know what exactly the play call was. Um, didn't really get anywhere. And then ended up ke- uh, Kevin Stubblefield settling for a three at the buzzer. That didn't go down. It's a decent look, but I, I don't know if they – you said you saw a, a potential driving lane for him. I don't know if they were kind of in their head about uh, Bellevue West so good I defensively he, on and the that, and he was
0: kind of the secondary. Yeah. He was kind of the secondary action on that play. But again, I just think we overthought that because what was working in the second half it was ball screen getting downhill. Well, and
1: then they they had, had, had a really hard time with the post touch on their their previous
0: bucket. Well, yeah, uh, so that's what I wanted. I wanted yeah. a two man game with either the roll or the pop, because I felt like. And Coach Woodard said this to me after the game. And and maybe he was just being nice to me because it was my my son. But he's like, you know, he's impossible to guard. You know, when he decides to be aggressive, because he's just hard to stay in front of. And I felt like for them, whether it was CJ who was getting in the lane and making plays. You know, he had six assists, so he's finding guys. He didn't shoot it well, but he shot was, well from three. didn't
1: finish well. Yeah, that was, he hit three threes and didn't didn't make anything in the basket. But yeah, and that's again. That's what you need from Westside. Caleb had 15 despite the foul trouble. at nine in the fourth quarter. Got to the, the rim uh, for a bucket, and then the rest were all free throws because yeah. uh, he was drawing contact. Um, you had Stubblefield with, what, 16 it was? Um, Tate hit big Tate threes. Yeah, t- 10 of 14 for 25 points. Um, so you, you got contributions for everybody, and then – uh, you did it without Kevin Brown, your fourth leading scorer, second leading rebounder, your only. A guy that shoots 70%. Defender.
0: He shoots 70% from two point field yeah. goal percentage.
1: So that, um, you had to rely, you played smaller, and you said um, that it kind of gave them a different look when you go basically five guards out there. Um, I just
0: think it neutralizes a rope and Garcia.
1: And neither of those two, made, uh, Jacob at six, uh, Robbie didn't really um didn't play They did play a ton. Play play a make, ton. Yeah. Um, and, and
0: that's what I said at the beginning of the season to you was I felt like Westside is the one team that's built to give Bellevue West problems because they can keep a rope and Garcia off the floor yeah, if they want to.
1: Uh, but credit to Bellevue West. The difference was <laughs> – Big shots. Jackson Stubbe stepping up, and obviously he had to defend down the lineup uh, some if they had to go small. Um, he's the guy sliding How down. How good and, was he? I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Like, he could you Would you make the case that he – he was their best player all night. He he was their most effective, efficient player in his role. 21 points, 8 of 14 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3, 2 of 2 from the line. 7, Huge offensive rebounds. rebounds. Yeah. And he was so, did such a good job of flashing the middle of the floor and f- hitting his little uh, mid-range kind of fadeaway shot um, as the defense was focused on other options. He stepped in there. Uh, Elvin Turner had ten points, and then well, we he's, talked about. Is he?
0: He's a handful off the bounce,
1: and really good on the offensive glass for as little Ooh. as he is. He is fearless, and then Stephen Pulicheck going in there, eight points, hitting two threes. He da- he, two daggered, Bo, he daggered
0: he daggered Westside with a big three. Yeah, and I like the thing that I liked about him is his expression didn't change, yeah. and it, just a lot of clutch plays being made, made free throws, big shots, step back. I thought the game was pretty amazing in terms of its. Yeah. Of the of, back
1: and forth both sides yeah it was high, it
0: was high quality it was high quality basketball
1: and it wasn't necessarily a um, bucket bucket every like there were big runs in this game, but each team answered the big run with one of their own so it was back and forth in that way, mm-hmm. um, so it wasn't necessarily super close throughout there were stretches where one team looked like they had a chance to run with it, and the other team answered and again got it to overtime um, and uh, ended up being uh, the, uh, the Jane Jackson for the, for the win and Westside couldn't answer, but that have credit to Bellevue West, 24 and 0, and that's what you need to be able to do that. You need to have other guys step up. It can't be your best players every single night, and in this game, although your best players made the two biggest plays, it was the other guys that, that kept them alive, that put them in the position to overcome some struggles early on to make those plays. And
0: not to not to go a f- full 14 minutes on Bellevue West-Westside, which we're getting ready to do, but how good a job defensively did C.J. Mitchell and Jaden Jackson do? Two guys not often heralded for their ability to guard, even though we've said with Jaden he's very, very capable. I thought C.J. was fantastic in terms of on-the-ball defense because Jaden was giving it to him as good as he was getting. And C.J. was inefficient shooting the basketball. And a lot of that was – I mean, he just had a hard time.
1: Just tough angle shots around the basket. I mean, like, Jayden,
0: you know. he, they just both of those guys I felt defensively were amazing.
1: And that's what we talked about, that, that loss to, to Gretna. A lot of it was kind of point of attack defense. And we they, know, went at, yeah. they went
0: at CJ that time.
1: So, showing again, you never know, guys coming off injuries, how long it takes to, to get back to where they were. Um, CJ, I think, still isn't quite what he was right before the injury because he was playing at a really high level when he hurt his yeah. knee um, last spring. I
0: think the, thing, the biggest thing is the strength deficit Yeah. He's, he, You know, I think the bigger, stronger guys go at him. And, you know, Jaden has got that slight build, too. But I, I just couldn't get – Stuvie made – there was just a lot of clutch things going on. Tate had the big pull-up, which was timely. The the two free throws made after the timeout from Stuvie, timely. You know, Caleb was 10 of 12 from the free throw line. That, that the, They needed those. There was just the pullback. I mean, how, how tough was – Josiah hadn't shot the ball well all night, but you—was there any doubt you didn't think that ball was going in? Looked good coming out on balance. Uh, he just looks so yeah. smooth coming. To, I just don't know how you. I just don't know how you really defend him without getting the ball out of his hands or hope he takes an ill-advised shot when he's on the move. Yeah. He's just too much.
1: Yep. So again, credit to Bellevue West. 24-0, Ogallala made it through, 23-0, the only two teams that made it through the regular season undefeated. And credit to Ogallala, you can only play who you play, and yeah. your schedule depends largely on where you're located. And for them, they don't get a, a lot of the other C1 teams play some of the best teams in B, and they get to play each other because they're all located around here, around Omaha and Lincoln area. Um, so they, they can challenge themselves a little more. Ogallala is kind of – they have to play who they, who they can play out there. Um, they made a few trips here, um, but they destroyed everybody. Yep, Like the, the margin of uh, victory this year for them is just absolutely absurd. So credit to Ogallala. Um, Jaron Gager out there running it. They've got um, Harry Kasky's uh, great athlete on the glass. Um, so the Ryder Smith can shoot the ball. So they, they've got some pieces out there. Um, So credit to to those two for making it through. Does your business need an easy competitive financing for trucks or equipment?
0: Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best available rates and terms for construction equipment, farm machinery, trucks, and trailers. In fact, customers can get loans up to $500,000 with little or no money down and terms up to 72 months. Currency can also help if you're getting serious about buying a new or used motorhome, fifth wheel, or utility vehicle. Just fill out an application and the Currency Finance team will get to work finding a lender with the most competitive options. It's quick, secure, and best of all, it's free to use. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit GoCurrency.com for details.
1: Um, There weren't a ton of other, I mean... Looking at Miller North, we, we talked about how they pushed Bellevue West and then uh, Bellevue West. Well, the aside, bottom fell out of way. that in
0: a hurry. I yeah. was watching that, obviously watching the Miller North-Bellevue West girls game early. That was some seven-minute stretch <laughs> for Bellevue West because I believe, and I may be off a second or two, but with about 7.40 to play, it was 43-42.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, <laughs> and then this all of a sudden, just this surge – and. That's what they've done to everybody.
1: I just don't know who you take away. Well, and I, like Soder and I were talking about that too like when Southeast was pushing them uh in the first half. I was just talking about like doing well so far but like you know that Bellevue West West's run run is coming and then what it was like 21-0 and a half or whatever something crazy like that. Um they just that's again the most impressive part of what Westside did is they didn't let that happen. They they every time Bellevue West made a run they answered with one of their own. Um, but Miller North, that, that loss followed up a 91-80 win at Lincoln Southwest in which they were up 62-42 to 42 in the, uh, at halftime. They scored that, 62 points and a half.
0: So we were on the group text, right? You want to know the greatest nonverbal text ever was just your dot, dot, <laughs> dot, dot. Because, <laughs> like, what are you supposed to say to that? 62-42 <laughs> at the half, and they're shooting the lights out of that thing.
1: Yeah, so Southwest, that's uh, got to play a little bit more defense than that. Um, but I mean, they had uh, what was it uh, Eli gave like nineteen nine and seven? Neil Mosser twenty four and five? Derek Rollins twenty two and six? Like all three of those guys made my top performers post in one game. Like mm-hmm. that 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 shows how little defense is played in that one. But uh, credit to Miller North showing they can they can win that, um, finishing at nineteen and four. Gretna took, a bear, took care of business, so did Prep, although um, good to see Will Cooper back this week for Millard South. Yeah, obviously had the knee P- injury. P-
0: pretty happy about that. That happened against Westside.
1: Yeah, so um, good Good to get him back out there f- for them to kind of finish the season off with his seniors here. He's uh, such an easy district. guy to cheer for. Yeah. Uh, so for the first time all season, Millard South is kind of – the, the team that we thought they could be going in where you've got you've got Trotter out there, you've got Cooper out there, obviously not at full strength yet, but just good to have him back there so those guys can at least close this thing out And together. it's good
0: to see Trotter doing his thing. You know, he's got the Carney offer to play football and he's got some options. It's, it's good to see him out there contributing because he's battled a ton of injuries. You're right.
1: Yeah, Lincoln East uh, won a close one at North Star, 26 points from um, Connor Mi- or Carter Mick. Um, and then they followed up with a... 55 69 loss at Papio South, where they got blitzed out of the gate 18 7 first quarter. So and I covered.
0: I had, I don't fight often in a little bit of a knockdown dragout over that one on Sunday because we've been high on on Carter, Mick, and Lincoln East, right? And there are some folks that are familiar with the Papio South team that were like, oh, Mr. Carter, Mick. Oh, you know, Templemeyer, Mick. And... I'm like, look, man. I'm not even going to call him out. I'm I talked like, to
1: said person as well. <laughs> I'm like,
0: he they've been playing fantastic yeah. and, and and good on Papio South, but let's not – it's like the crowd that chance overrated when you're beating that team. Yeah. Don't diminish the job that you guys did on them because they're still really, really good players. S- statistically speaking, like Carter Squared – those guys have been almost as good as any tandem in the state yeah. this year. So I I wouldn't let that one game scenario be like the reason for the treason.
1: Yeah, and that's what we've seen from East. They they're they're they've had a few can really be off feast or, games.
0: When they're not shooting it well, they can look really, really bad because they don't get a ton of easy points.
1: Exactly right. But seventeen and five, pretty darn good record despite a few down games. The only other um super notable um result I'd say from class class A is uh, Lincoln Southeast 52-49 uh, against Lincoln Northstar to to can't, win the city title. Can't down figure them.
0: Can't figure them out.
1: No, well, and Mari Shoemaker, uh, who hasn't been uh, not not, not a this time yeah, uh, yeah. producer for them. 15 points, shot the ball, only missed one shot, hit three threes to come off the bench and lead them that way. So that's a uh, great showing for him. But yeah, that's Lincoln is crazy this year. Obviously, Lincoln High won the hack. Um, Lincoln East is the best. Uh, Best record, highest seed out of Lincoln. Um, and Lincoln Southeast wins the city title with one of the, low, the worst overall records of, of all the Lincoln teams. All teams multiple games over five hundred down Lincoln, all seven Class A. Just a crazy year down there.
0: So as I'm looking at this, how about this in the district seedings, Mr. Padilla? Lincoln Southwest is a two seed. Lincoln High, that's an A5. In A6, Lincoln High is a two seed. In a four, Lincoln Southeast is a two seed. In a three, Lincoln mm-hmm. North Star is a two seed. Like, how about that for balance in district play where you have four teams that are two seeds and Pius is, is Pius a thir- three. or and are yeah. And they're threes. Yeah. So how about that?
1: So, and, and that's, we were talking about Lincoln and how good it was this year, but that's kind of everybody's a two outside of east two yeah. three like you're still going to have to to get a bunch of teams into the field down and uh, down there at PBA you're going to have to pull off some upsets and that's why we're talking about all those Lincoln teams best Lincoln's been in years in terms of depth da- depth and balance or whatever but um, they're all in that kind of that second third tier of teams more so than um, right up there with the, the Bell West the the the, the Gretna's um, those teams so it'll be interesting to see kind of if any of these teams can finish off this crazy season by pulling off an upset and making that field down in Lincoln. Uh,
0: A-5 has two Lincoln teams, obviously, yeah. and with East as the one and, and Southwest as the two. Do we even dare speculate on the level of comfortability of who comes out of that one? <laughs>
1: I think you, you give the advantage e- to East. East is more trustworthy. We've seen them consistently um, – more consistently do it but southwest is such a wild card they're talented enough to beat anybody on any given night if they if they buy in on defense they 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 they, they play together on that end and and they have a few guys hitting shots um with the length they can throw out there the athleticism um they're a tough matchup but it's entirely on them and kind of their mindset and whether or not they come ready to play and um make some noise
0: yeah let's hop down to b just because
1: Another great way to finish season yeah. two versus three. I was there on Friday in Platteview against Crete, down to the wire.
0: Yeah, the the play by play, which I'm actually uh, is following because I'm watching state wrestling right in front of me, and I'm and I don't want to put the game on because on my NFHS account, so I'm literally going through your play by play. That's and I, 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 and I almost put my phone down when. Milliken went to the bench in foul trouble, and Crete surged to take yeah. the lead. I was like, oh, shoot, man, that yeah. may be a wrap.
1: Well, and that's such a crazy – so, final score, 49-48. Platview pulls that out, and, yeah, Milliken got in foul trouble on the first half. Platview shot 8 of 12 from 3 in the first half, and Crete's solution at halftime – four-point game because Crete put up 20 in the in the second quarter. They They were really hot, only missed three shots, but – they switched to a 2-3, which you might think like that's team shooting the lights out. It's You're going to give up more threes in a 2-3 typically than, than man-to-man. It's harder to take away shooters in a 2-3. But it worked. It knocked their rhythm off, whatever it is, because the threes you get in a zone are a little different. Um, I asked
0: Nick Ball one time a couple, three years ago about yeah. how he would defend Creighton when they were shooting him behind the arc, and he goes, this sounds crazy to say, but I'd zone him.
1: Yeah. So. <laughs> But it worked, and they missed 10 straight threes to start the second half and didn't get many buckets inside the arc. And, again, Milken, limited foul trouble, has got to be smart. Um, and
0: I'm, like, raising my hand. Yeah. How much of it do you think is psychological when they go to zone, you settle in what are supposed to be the spots that they want to give up?
1: Yeah, and we saw that out in Grand Island too, where they played the two-three zone the entire game, and they had one really hot quarter, but the other three they they weren't shooting well. The third well. quarter, it, it does, it's it just kind of it's different, um, kind of messes your head a little bit, especially because if the three's not falling, then you start to think, what else are we going to do? Because it's so difficult.
0: or it's they're zoning us. Let's show them we can yeah, make some shots. Exactly choice. right. Yeah.
1: Um, and if they don't fall, then uh, it, it's just tough to to win other ways. But credit to so. 10 straight, then Moseman and Milliken back-to-back threes um, t- to break that streak to tie it up at 50, uh, 46 all. Um, then, uh, and Crete kind of went into a shell a little bit. They had the lead. So that, well, that was about th- three minutes, right? Oh Well, they, they barely scored in the fourth quarter, and they had a, a, a handful of turnovers as well. And um, so, uh, trying to remember the order here, but um, so Milliken. They, they switch it's tied they switch to uh, man and uh, Milliken kind of takes his time probes gets his he- uh, puts his head down and goes and draws the, the kind of arm bar foul yep. in the bonus so it's kind of an interesting decision to go man like you don't necessarily want to sit in a 2-3 with the clock running down type of the, it's more difficult especially they just knock down back to back threes but you go to a man and Milliken gets uh, the advantage there draws a foul hits both. They go down. They go for the three, miss it, get the offensive rebound. Uh, Mason Crumbles, who had a great game, put it back in to tie it up. They go down, Platview. They have, uh, again, kind of same deal, uh, man on man. Milliken probing, probing, then looks to attack, gets the, the two hands. Um, easy foul on the ball handler. So goes up, makes the first, misses the second. Crete pushes it ahead. Uh, no timeout at this point. Rebound, go. Crumblis. Tacks the middle, spins back uh, to his right, puts up a floater from just inside the the, the free throw line.
0: Oh, that's Had when that chance, was short, yeah, and
1: it came up just a little bit short um, to to finish off the win for Platteview. So forty nine forty eight win again. They've got some good.
0: They've too. got some good wins. Yes, right. The Ashland Green that that was a good win. I thought the Crete win was a good win. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you, can't, you, you know they stubbed their toe with with Wahoo in, in c one who I still think is just a bad matchup for them especially with the way that Platt yeah. you can defend sometimes but I mean that's a that's a that's a really really good record uh led by a guy that's is going to be class B's all-time leading scorer
1: yep uh and second all-time in the state uh, behind Bill Holiday who just recently passed within the last couple of days um Connor's not Do Conor's you do, do, do 60 you see a game, him 60 yeah. night yeah uh, <laughs> if there's any kid that's going to do it uh, it's going <laughs> to be him but yeah that, that 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 feels like even too much uh, too big of a hill for him to climb needs 300 points or so in these these district and uh, state tournament games but um, other results Elkhorn again knocking off Ron Colley by five um, and then they beat North Platte by 15 so I don't know what to make uh, of Elkhorn, uh, but uh, credit to Nick Thompson's crew for closing out the season strong. And then Norris, uh, they beat Hastings, and then they followed it up. They go, they went to Brian on Saturday. I went to that one as the afternoon game, uh, and took it to them early. They were up twenty-seven to seven early in the second quarter, mm. crashing the offensive glass like crazy. Barrett Boziger uh, put up eleven points, three threes okay. in the first quarter. Uh,
0: that one of the few guys to nail his name on the first try without trying, so props to Jacob uh, Padilla.
1: Covered his cousin, so. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. right. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a You're little... not going to get that anywhere else except with <laughs> this guy. Uh, yeah, shout out to Maisie. But, uh, um, yeah, so just really impor- uh, uh, impressive performance by Norris. He took it to a bigger Brian team that may be looking ahead to districts, taking it for granted they were going to be able to win that game. They weren't locked in defense- defensively. They gave up too many offensive rebounds. Second half, they locked him up. They only gave up five buckets in the second half, uh, forced eight turnovers in the fourth quarter, but Brian just couldn't get enough shots to fall to get back into it.
0: Brian's interesting. I watched him a couple – probably ten days ago against Westside. In the third quarter, they look like a completely different team. Once once Bynum started getting paint touches as opposed to on the perimeter, it changed the way that they played. Then they surge, and then they fall back in love with jump shooting again. It's like – they're capable, but they have to be disciplined enough to play a certain way. That's
1: exactly right. Discipline, decision-making, it's a lot, largely what it comes down to for them. Um, they were 2-17 from three, uh, and Boziger was 5-12 by himself. Um, so it's just too much uh, of a deficit to overcome there. So, um, yeah, that's kind of final week in B. Bennington took care of business, although uh, Mount Michael gave them a test. of 71-70. Bennington held on to, to win that one. Um, it was 40, 48 all heading in third quarter, and then 23-22 was the fourth quarter. Um, credit to and holding on there. But uh, Mount Michael, uh, Harrison Long put up 40 in their first game of the week and then had 27 in, in the loss there. So. Well,
0: I'm glad he made your mentions. Cause, and I was just talking about I was at a facility a couple weeks ago where he gets some work out in, and I was talking to one of his family members, and I said, you know, what he's kind of gone through emotionally, the, the expectations, the managing, the, the changing of his body type, how fit he's gotten. Like, I, I don't know, man. He's become kind of – I never thought I would say this, but he's become kind of an easy kid to root for, at least for me from yeah. afar because it hasn't always been easy for him.
1: Correct, and he's gotten better. Uh, put in the work, clearly gotten better as the results have showed. Um, so C1, not basically top six. Uh, Hold. Hold. Nope, yeah, uh, Pierce held on 30-28 against Wayne uh, is kind of the one no- notable. Uh, Wahoo hit 17 threes against Malcolm. Uh, Marcus Glock had 28, went 8-10 by himself. Uh, so individually, that was really impressive. Uh, Wahoo is just on a roll right now. It, I'm looking forward to seeing a potential Wahoo, whether it's Ogallala, Ashland, Greenwood. Like we, the, the semi finals of C1 have a chance to be really good once again, and we talked about last year how great it was. They lost a lot of talent, but you've got Concordia in there. Pierce, obviously, can make a game ugly uh, in Central City we, we, we've seen before. So C1 should be fun. Not not much uh, C2, Chalk held the top six there. D1, House Dodge fell to Lutheran Northeast uh, by one. Yeah. That's the the number two uh, ranked team in that class before. So um, outside of that, it's kind of on to, to postseason play here. Um, Sub-districts already started on Monday um, for the the lower class. The
0: secret is out with your shout-outs, especially for a couple of guys in particular, (laughs) because I think now more folks are privy to it because – they're trending in that direction anybody in particular
1: well uh, i already mentioned harrison long 40 uh 12 of 22 from the field 10 of 18 from three that's the uh, thing <laughs> and the fact that you're letting him get off 18 threes knowing w- what his game is uh 18 point win against gi northwest six of eight from the free throw line had seven boards and assist as well uh credit to omaha northwest senior michael hasenstab yeah. who has had a really good season fantastic for
0: fine for you by the way yeah good on you
1: 32 points uh 12-22 from the field, 7-16 from three. Hit his only free throw, five boards, three assists. Averaging almost 16 a game, shooting 37% from three on over 200 attempts this year. And, again, this is a team that probably not generating a lot of really good looks for him. So, yeah. credit to him. Northwest hasn't had a lot of success, but he's had a great season. Um, Landon Klasson had 31-9, and four assists, kind of what he does out at O'Neal. He just kind of, oh, by
0: the way, in class, because he gets gaudy numbers yeah. every week. <laughs>
1: <laughs> kind of same thing with uh, Riley Bombek as Shelton the Jr. 26, 10, 8 assists, 7 steals. Just kind of what he does is completely stuff in the stat sheet. And the last one I'll go with is um, Paul Myers Sr., Zach Fitzpatrick. Put up 30 points on 9 of 16 shooting, uh, 5 of 7 from 3, 7 of 7 from the line. Had 8 boards, 3 assists, 4 steals in a. Uh, dominant win over Humboldt, Table Rock, Steinhauer.
0: Yeah, fun fact. I've been to both Palmyra and Bennett, which are adjacent to one another. So how about that? My, actually, my best buddy played it in Palmyra, and I go that way to go to Nebraska City sometimes. Uh, another fantastic week, man. It's like I, I do want to ask you about – and, and so and we talk about this every year, and we've done this long enough now where we're starting to establish some history, right? Obviously it gets tougher the bigger the numbers get next to the to the district number, right? A5 should be tougher than A4, A6 should be tougher than A5, A7 should be tougher than A6 and so on, right because the seeds get a little yeah. closer to each other. Is there a particular district in particular where you think a1? is in the largest amount of trouble. Hmm. I have one in particular, but I'm curious to see if you agree.
1: Whew. That's tough. Um, looking at some of these uh, potential one versus two, we've seen these games already in a lot of places. Um,
0: yeah, that's what makes A6 unique, right? Because Westside has not played Lincoln High yeah. if, if both seats hold. But... Millard South won't be an easy out with a, with a healthy Will Cooper. And Millard South dealt Westside fits at that gym. Yeah. So all and, bets are off there.
1: Yeah, that would certainly be an interesting contrast of styles with this, the the size and athleticism, Lincoln High versus uh, the spread it out, uh, kind of guard-heavy lineup for, for Westside. Um, but, How
0: dangerous – let me just throw this out there. How dangerous is Papio South in your opinion?
1: And so I was – uh,
0: that that's the one that gets me where I'm like, I wouldn't enjoy playing them.
1: And the question is, are they going to get something outside of um, Reese Kircher and Bryson Ball? If they do, then they've got a chance to, to make some noise here. Uh, Maul Jahl, 100% from the field, I think 32 points he scored in their two games yeah. this past week. They get that version of Maul. That is going to be a really and tough And he's game
0: an elite level defender. As Carter yeah. Mick found out, right? So, he, he can guard.
1: And that's the thing about, like, Papia South, most season, uh you, they've relied so much on those two. And when they've won, it's when the team has shot well from three and they've gotten a third score or a fourth score. When they've lost, it's really two guys and then everybody else combining in for 10, 15 points or whatever it is. Like, that's what – they need that third guy. They need some uh, from the supporting cast. And if, if Jalk again, continues to play like he did this past week, then they've got a chance to to make some noise there against an Elkhorn South team who has been solid I all season long. Like I don't like playing against them yeah. either.
0: Well, let me get you out of this on the top half. Four on down, a four on down. All bets off with of Southeastern Prep, right? Like, that's
1: that's one of the ones like, I'm talking. about. Like, we saw that Retina <laughs> against Northstar. I saw that one. Uh, Northstar had a shot for the win at the buzzer, and that one didn't go down. Like uh, I think this, and this is what we're looking, what we've been building up to. The because of the depth of talent at the top versus maybe not the elite High talent. End, yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's deeper. So these these uh district finals uh, into the, the first second round of the, the state tournament, they have a chance to be spectacular.
0: Yeah, and we'll be here for it all, man. That's my man Jacob Padilla. I'm ODB. This is Nebraska Preps postgame. We'll be back next week on a Monday. Don't you miss it. A herd at Sports Network production. <laughs>